0: Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the Women's Social Club chapters are open now in Atlanta, Boston, Charlotte, Chicago, D.C., Denver, Jacksonville, Florida, Memphis, Miami, New York City, Pasadena, California, Wilmington, North Carolina, with multiple chapters in Raleigh, North Carolina and the surrounding areas. If you're in those cities, come join us at thewomenssocialclub.co and And if you don't hear your location, visit our website and click Start Your Own Chapter. We'll see you soon, and let's get to the show.
1: I tell people with imposter syndrome, the truth is it never goes away. I've been doing Pilates. Every time I show up, I'm like, these women, they're so good. And I had to stop and realize that these people were once beginners, too her leg was not going all the way back there, maybe a year ago, you know, but she kept at it.
0: Welcome to the Women's Social Club, a women supporting women group where we make it easier to connect with new friends and our communities while supporting our local women-owned businesses. I'm Hannah Weisberg, founder and CEO of WSC, and our guest today is someone who means a tremendous amount to me and to the WSC family. Kiara Ruth was the speaker at our very first event in September of 2020. It was at the Loading Dock in Raleigh, and Kiara had the room feeling all the feels with her talk on imposter syndrome. And that was what I was hoping WSC would become, a place for women to share what's behind the pretty pictures on Instagram, their real vulnerable stories. Kiara and I became friends, and now our husbands and boys are friends too. Kiara was born and raised in Arkansas and had no plans to go anywhere else. She was a pharmacy tech in college, doing well, and she knew what her next step would be too.
1: I grew up in a family, just more specifically my father, um, he was on drugs most of my life. And so I was trying to figure out ways in which I could like intercede and like get drugs off the streets. And I changed my major in the middle of college to criminal justice, just very radical. and was like, I'm gonna do whatever I need to do. I don't want this, you know, another girl to have the same lifestyle that I did. And so I was on track to um, become a DEA agent. Um, And I think, you know, me working in the pharmacy kind of encouraged that even more. So, yeah, I think that's kind of like how I got there and why I wanted to do it. And I was actually going to do it. So,
0: But life would happen and she fell upon a whirlwind romance. Kiara went to a conference in Washington, D.C., where she met a man named Terrence from Florida. They hit it off and started talking and texting every day.
1: Terrence and I, we were dating for a year. We found out we were expecting within that year. We found out in like July, I moved to Raleigh, like August.
0: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> so it was like, oh. <laughs> um, and then shortly after that, we got married and then Miles was born in March. Yeah. And so there was so much happening like at that. Just it was just a whirlwind of things happening. And I think for me, it was really an opportunity for me to dig deep into who I was and like, like, how did I get so lost, you know? And I think oftentimes, like, especially when I was going through and no one could share with me like, oh, it's going to be okay. Cause I was like, what do you mean it's going to be okay? Like, this is a lot.
0: Yeah. But
1: as time began to, you know, go forward, Terrence was doing his thing. And I was like, you know what? I need to meet other Women, I need to. Meet, I need to get out. I need to go to the park. I need to spend time, you know, by myself. And um, I think a pivotal point for me was it took a while. Miles was about two and a half or three, and I decided to take a mission trip to Peru. And on that mission trip, I remember the house host asking everybody what they enjoy doing. And there was an interior de- designer there. There was some girls there who were kind of working in the local church. And then there was me. And he had kind of given everyone jobs based on their interests. And he put me with the kids. And it's funny because I love my kid. Oh, <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> but, I, and, but the truth is, you know, I did not want to be like I was away from my child. But he put me with the kids and I knew he did that because I was the only mom, which is fine. But I remember us leaving and us sitting in the airport and him saying, everybody's like, oh, my life has been changed. <laughs> These things have, wow. And I'm like, sobbing.
0: Oh, no.
1: And it was in that moment that I knew the reason why I was sobbing was because I had lost who I was. And I couldn't even tell this man what I like to do, what I was interested in. And he thought that I was interested in being around kids because I was a mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I couldn't even articulate that. He would say, oh, what do you like to eat? And I was like, uh. Yeah. What do you like to do? And I was like, uh. And when I got back to um, Raleigh, I remember— Telling Terrence, I need I need to meet with you because I was like, this is it. Like, I can't I have to figure out who I am. Yeah. And I, Terrence and I, we met and I said, I just want to let you know that the, my identity is not in you. And, you know, <laughs> just kind of like being sassy. And Terrence looked at me and he was like, you know, that's something that I've been praying for you for a very long time. And I'm so happy that you went and you realized that a lot of your identity was wrapped up in me and Miles. And so, like, literally after that, like, I started doing yoga. I was wanting to launch the blog. I was going to meetups. Like, I was just trying to figure out, like, how do I find who I am Mm -hmm. um, separate from being a wife and a mom? And so I think that was really such a—the trip was amazing. And I realized that later on I had to be physically removed from my current situation— for me to realize what would, what I wasn't doing or what I needed to do, you know, because I yes. got so—I was in the routine. Wake up, do this, do that, do that. I need to check on Terrence. I need to do this. I need to do that. But I wasn't really loving me.
0: Yes. You know? I can totally relate to that. Mm-hmm. I've had that same conversation with mm-hmm. my husband, Brian, yeah, on and off, like, over the last 10 years of Mm -hmm. being a mom. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot too, like when you're raised in a small town, Mm -hmm. like we both were, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just Southern culture, but I feel like certain cultures, it's very much just like your primary role is Mm -hmm. to be the nurturer Mm -hmm. and the provider at home and taking care of your, your husband and your son and making sure all of their needs are met and then if there's time, yeah, you can do you, Yeah, which of course there isn't. <laughs>
1: right. And, and I think too, like I had to flip that on its head and say, you know, I can't pour from an empty cup. How can I make sure they're good if I'm not filled, you know, like mm-hmm. I can't give them the energy that they need if I'm not giving myself the energy that I need. And so, you know, I... It took a while. You know, I think people just feel like they'll listen to a podcast or, you know, they'll read a book or something. They'll figure it out. And it's like, no, like it was two or three years of me like acting. Yeah. Like, oh, and then boom, I like hit a wall and I was like, Mm-hmm.
0: It is the action. I love how you said mm-hmm. you had to be removed mm-hmm. from the situation that you were living in. Because, yeah. yes, like you are going from one thing yeah. to the next. Yeah. There's no time to be like, even if you're inspired listening to a podcast or yeah. reading a blog about someone else's experience, you're not taking action. Mm-hmm. And like the only way you know is to like try things out. Yeah. 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 And so that's what
1: I did. I, I just like really dived into things that I wasn't, I didn't know that I was going to be interested in yoga. I just tried it. Loved it. Yes. I think I may have tried something else, hated it and knew that that's not something that I didn't, I ever wanted to do again, but it, at least I did it for me. Yes. You know, I showed up for me.
0: And then you can answer the question. Mm-hmm. Like when someone's like, what do you like to do? Yeah. And you're like, I uh, don't want to be in the kid room. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Don't put me with the kids.
0: <laughs> it's so funny because I can so relate. I am, I love my son mm-hmm. endlessly, Yeah, but I just am not like a kid person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really funny because most people assume like if you have a kid that mm-hmm. you're just innately like this mm-hmm. mom yeah. person and you're not mm-hmm. like it just, it does not equate yeah. to everyone.
1: I do what I got to do for my kids.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So the blog, the Banana Moon yeah. blog mm-hmm. is how I found you. And I was so excited when I found you because I was very inspired mm-hmm. by your willingness to be open mm-hmm. and sharing different things that you did. Mm-hmm. Where did that concept come from? Like where, what happened? What day, you know, what was that decision making process like, like I'm going to launch a blog? Well, the funny
1: part was I was treating my Instagram like it was a blog. So I was a girl who posted a picture and then her caption was like, yes, so long. And so I was like, I probably no one's reading this like this. This is just crazy. And so I decided to kind of like just take what I was writing and move it over to a platform I always felt like, you know, there's so much power in sharing stories. I think we all connect with each other based on our stories. And we all have one. And so the banana moon was one, just a letter. Really, when I and when I look back on it as I'm, you know, getting older, I want it to just be a letter to myself.
0: Oh, I love you that. You know,
1: like an opportunity for me to look back in 2019 and see what I was writing about And then 20 years from now, go back and be like, wow, like I was doing this and that. But and so that's kind of how I write it. I write in a sense where like I want to be able to go back and read this and like think about myself or think about what others might think when they're reading it. And so I took the blog post and really just put them on a a website. Mm -hmm. And I said, how do I hold myself accountable? So I had a a launch party. (laughs)
0: Yes, that's what I was so excited to talk about.
1: Yeah, so I had a launch party. We know launches are, you know, we can make them as small as we want to or we can make them as large as we want to. And yeah. I was like, I need to be held accountable and I'm going to invite all these people. They're going to be looking to me for blog posts and things like that. So I'm just going to go big or go home. Yeah. <laughs> so I just hosted a, a blog launch. I did it very easily. I like got an Airbnb and just invited people there. And My family and I, we celebrated it overnight. We just stayed at the Airbnb. Yeah, And so, yeah, I did that and just started writing, you know. And one of the things that people always ask me, you know, where do you get your motivation from? And I'm very honest and I tell them, you know, I write when I'm motivated. I'm not trying to keep up with the trends. I'm not trying to go with what the top 10 things that are happening right now. You know, I write when I'm really motivated because these are letters to myself. Yes. And I don't want to go back and read them and be like, what?
0: Yes, I love that. Well, so much of content right now, it's creating an image that you want others to have a certain view of you, Mm -hmm. right? So everyone's creating content based on what they want other people to think of Mm -hmm. them. So it's really cool to hear that Mm -hmm. really you're creating this as a letter to yourself to yeah. read and go back to. I was talking to Terrence about this. He thinks I'm funny, <laughs> but I was like, hey,
1: maybe I should put my blog in my will so that my Mouse's kids and his kids, like oh. they could just always go back to it. But I, I think that's the thing, you know, it's just this opportunity for me to be authentically myself. I think when I'm writing, I, I joke and say I, I write like I talk very country real and, you know, like all the things. Yes, And I think it's, it's fun, you know, it's fun to be able to put my thoughts on a paper and just let them flow and not worry about if someone's going to be reached. Mm -hmm. I'm reached while I'm doing this, you know? And so I think that's one thing that's been very eye opening with the banana moon is, I don't have to be in a straight line when I'm doing this. Like it's for me, you know? Yeah.
0: I think there's a lot of freedom in that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I can relate in some ways, just, you know, starting women's social club. I was having Mm -hmm. a hard time making friends Mm -hmm. um, outside of people that I had grown up with Mm -hmm. and I was ready to like make new connections. And Mm -hmm. I would go to different meetups, like mom groups, or Mm -hmm. meet people through school, and they just weren't my people, and I didn't know, like, what to do, Mm -hmm. and so it was very much never about, like, what could this be? How can I build this into this grand thing? Mm -hmm. It was very much about meeting my own needs, Mm -hmm. and even now today, like— it's still about that. Mm-hmm. And it's about watching other women, which I'm sure you get to experience, mm-hmm. watching other women find that peace for yeah. themselves in the work that you're doing. Yeah. I'm sure everybody thinks the same thing.
1: But, you know, I love the Women's Social Club because there's no one type of woman that comes to it, right? You can be a mom, you can be a business owner, you can be. A artist, you can be whatever it is that you want to be and show up. Yes. And I like when I came because all I did was show up. Mm-hmm. And everybody was so different from me. But I think there's so many good things in being around women who are different from you. Yes. If you listen really closely, you're more alike than you really think,
0: you know? Yes. It's my favorite thing mm-hmm. about the community because we joke how— We would never have met in any other way. Yeah. Like, ever. Mm -hmm. And none of us, like, I mean, even though, yes, I have friends that live local. I mean, I didn't—none of my friends Mm -hmm. have ever been to these meetups. My best friend has come, you know, since Mm -hmm. now it's been open. But I started out going not knowing anyone either. Yeah. So we all— joke that we've become this like family Mm -hmm. that never would have had the opportunity to meet in any other way. We Mm -hmm. work in totally different industries. Mm -hmm. We're different ages. We have different hobbies and interests. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, when you're really interested in making connections yeah, and you know you're walking into a space where other people feel that same way, Mm -hmm. it's not As nerve wracking,
1: guards are let down. You're like,
0: oh, just yes. Everybody's here for the same reason. Yes, and when you came and shared about imposter syndrome, I think that really was this like defining moment for me Mm -hmm. with the Women's Social Club. Mm -hmm. Like, this is something you know because we you set the tone for the night. Like, you know, we started off, everyone there and everyone's Mm -hmm. nervous, and we're all kind of like mingling. Yeah. And then you got up there and you shared, you know, your vulnerable story. And it really did set the tone. Mm-hmm. So then when we split up into groups and did our like speed networking game. Yeah. Everyone was ready to be vulnerable and mm-hmm. connect in a deeper way. And I think that's what's so beautiful is like hearing you talk about how you do this for you. I think that's why mm-hmm. it resonates. So well with the rest of us. Yeah. Well, thank you.
1: I I was the funny part is, you know, with imposter syndrome, I think people don't realize like I was coming to speak about imposter syndrome, but imposter syndrome was walking with me (laughs) while I was going. I was like, why
0: does she think of me? What is going on
1: here? Um, And I was like, this is what I'm I'm talking to myself. Yeah. Like what I'm reading is for me. Yeah. And so such a. Great topic. I tell people with imposter syndrome, the truth is it never goes away, but you mm-hmm. learn how to, almost like trauma, right? You learn how to deal with it and like meet the trauma or the imposter syndrome at the door.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: um, I shared about this on my stories yesterday. I, I've been doing Pilates and, you know, I've every time I show up, I'm like, these women, they're so good. Dang, did you see what she did with her leg? How did she do that? (laughs) You know, like that is, and I, you know, I'm outside in my car. These things are going through my head. And I had to stop and realize that these people were once beginners too. Her leg was not going all the way back there. Yes. Maybe a year ago. Yes. You know, but she kept at it. And I think that's what we have to realize, like with imposter syndrome, you're going to show up sometimes and you're going to be like, these people are gonna think I'm beginning, but they were beginners too. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that's been something that's really helped me.
0: Let's take a break to tell you about our sponsor, Industrious. Industrious is your all-in-one solution for co-working private offices and on-demand meeting space with over 160 locations globally. Industrious is committed to providing an unparalleled work experience, all-inclusive amenities, and flexible terms to support teams of all sizes and stages. Just like Women's Social Club, Industrious is all about community and connection, and maybe some happy hours as well. Head on over to industriousoffice.com and use promo code WSC for a free week of co-working. That's industriousoffice.com promo code WSC. All right, let's get back to the show. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And so the Banana Moon blog now, I mean, you have people reaching out to do collaborations and partnerships. Like, what was that like when the very first person reached (laughs) out and they were like, we want to pay you Mm -hmm. and partner with you. And you were like, what? I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think, you know, The very first partnership, I can't even remember what it was. I probably got paid. I probably got paid. (laughs) (laughs) Two pennies. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Like with the product. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Yes. But I think a lot of times, like when brands were reaching out to me, it kind of boosted my self-esteem a little bit that like maybe like what I was doing was resonating with people and somebody wants to pay me for that. Yes, You know, and then... We tap into, I mean, this is kind of like on subject, but off subject, you know, we tap into, you know, being paid as a black creator mm-hmm. or like all these things that I I never had to deal with. You know, I'm like, oh, should I be, what? Should yes. I be paid? For, you know? yeah. And so that was like a learning curve, but I was very excited. And, you know, you get some people wanted to collab and do things that didn't align with, the, and so you have to figure out those things. And I think that's another thing with the Banana Moon blog, like really finding out what aligns with my brand. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't talk about mowing my lawn if I don't have a lawn, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. and how does that connect with the Banana Moon? Yes. yes, But So yeah, I think that's been fun too, just figuring out like what aligns with my brand and how I want to move forward. So yeah, it was fun. It, it, was, it was such a great experience.
0: So, in addition to being a content creator, blogger, you also have a full-time job, Mm -hmm. and you have a husband and a son. Yeah. So, there's the word balance, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, which I don't think is ever, like, an actual thing. I know. But what are some, like, tips and tricks that you guys have as a family, Mm -hmm. like, for balance for yourselves? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, um, I know for me personally, I kind of wake up before everybody— I wake up about 30 minutes, sometimes 45 minutes before Miles and Terrence gets up. And it's not because I'm I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get up. It's because I want to have that time to myself, just me with coffee. If I'm, you know, reading my devotion or, you know, catching up on a book that I'm working on, you know, I just want to have that time for me. And then as they're waking up, I feel charged. I'm like, oh, I've done what I needed to do for me. Um, Now I can pour into them. And so I think that's been very helpful for me. With Miles, he's eight. Mm -hmm. And so he's old enough now to learn boundaries, you know? And I think I've been very, I try to be very articulate when I'm talking to him about what boundaries are and then allow him to know that like, it's important that you honor those because mommy needs space. Mommy needs time. Mommy needs this in order for me to do this yes. for you. Yes. And so I think really talking to Miles about boundaries and then leaving space for him too, allowing him to know, hey, you know, mommy has 30 minutes, Miles. We can do whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? And he's like, oh, I want to play basketball. And like being in the moment with that. Yes. Now, my husband... He's funny (laughs) because Terrence doesn't care about my boundaries. He don't care about what I, if I'm up at 630, he's like, what you doing? And I'm like, I need
0: space, but I'll see you in 30 minutes. I'll see you in 30 minutes. He's like, you don't want me to be a party at 30? I'm like, no, I don't want you to be a part of this 30. That's amazing.
1: But I think with him really finding time on our calendars where we both can kind of come together and maybe have lunch together And then do a date night and prioritizing that. I think oftentimes, you know, especially when we're so busy, Mm -hmm. I have a job, I'm a writer, I do all these other things. I know it was easy for me to think, oh, Terrence will be fine. He knows I love him. Well, he does. But I also need to prioritize him just like I prioritize having coffee with friends or planning miles a play Mm date. And so It's very important for me to be intentional with him in that way. And I've just happened to be married to someone who loves calendars and organization. And so he loves when I'm like, oh, at this three o'clock on this day. He likes that. And so and you but if I know everybody's not married to someone like that, but I think it's important for him to know that I am being intentional about creating space. For what we have, yes. Um, and so balance with that. And then as far as like work and then writing, I think work is one of those things that I prioritize. I'm like, I'm gonna be doing this for this amount of hours. I this is the time that I have. Yeah. But also setting boundaries with work too. You know, I'm not che- if if I'm off at 1:03, I am done at 1:03. Whatever I don't get to do, to that day, I will get to it tomorrow. And understanding that that's not me saying, oh, whatever, you know, it's not no. me. Being, it's just me saying, I am paid for this amount of time. This is the work that I was able to do in this amount of time. Now, sometimes I do kind of do things later, yeah. but really setting those hard boundaries, that way I can pour into Miles and Terrence the way that I need to. And then with writing, you know, I have a blog post that I've been sitting on for like three or four days, and it's not because I don't want to get to it. It's just that I want to put my best yes for it when mm. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And so if I can't give it my best yes, I'm not putting this blog post out because I want to have numbers or I need numbers or I yes. need content. It's because I genuinely took my time and I poured who I am into it. Yes. And then now I'm giving my audience the best work. Yes. And so I think those are things that I've kind of done. Now, is it always... A B C one two three no yeah but I think if I just have like a blueprint of how I want things to look and go it really helps me out and of course I leave opportunity for spontaneity mm-hmm. and you know all the things and that comes with time and practice and but yeah that's kind of how I create balance.
0: I love that. I think it's really helpful to <clears throat> hear. Um, I am someone who personally struggles with turning off Mm -hmm. because I am technically like the only person running women's social club the business side Mm -hmm. our chapter directors and ambassador teams are completely amazing they run all of our Mm -hmm. events Mm -hmm. but like the actual business side so Mm -hmm. if you're seeing social or emails Mm -hmm. or anything like that like that's all me Mm -hmm. and so it's hard because I don't want someone to feel like I'm not there or, mm-hmm. you know, if they need something urgent that they get a response. But then I'll be sitting like at dinner or something mm-hmm. with my husband and son. And it's like I'm physically there, but I'm a million. I might as well yeah. be in a completely different space.
1: Yeah. All, so this is a also this is one other thing I just popped in my head when you said that. One of the things I kind of adopted last year was I don't sleep with my phone next to me. Ooh. I put it in the kitchen. Yes. Because I'm like, if it's right there. Yes. We're watching a movie. I'm like. Yes, that is me. I'm like, let me just move my phone to a different space. Terrence knows. He was like, oh, like last night he took my phone and put it in the kitchen for me. Mm -hmm. Because I want to be intentional with him. Mm -hmm. You know, those things are important to me, too. And so that has been helpful, too, to just kind of be like, okay, let me just put my phone somewhere else. Yes.
0: Cause if I see it, if I see it light up, I'm like, I know. And then you're thinking about it. And <laughs> so then if you don't pick it up, you're still, yeah, you yeah. you've lost that presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's such a good tip. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. That's yeah. gonna be something I'm gonna try this week. Yeah. Now I I'm not gonna lie. I might when I go in there and pour my <laughs>
1: glass of wine.
0: Sometimes I'll flip <laughs> it over and be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> But you leave it in. Yeah, there. just leave it in there. That's funny. Yeah. Yes. You can like sneak a peek <laughs> without it being like all consuming. I uh, know. So. so I feel like there's a lot of people out there who, you know, they see you and, you know, you created this brand mm-hmm. and you've built this whole identity and, mm-hmm. and everything. What if someone is out there, and they're interested in, in doing something new? So, mm-hmm. not necessarily doing a blog. Mm-hmm. But they're interested in building or creating something. Like, what would your advice to them be, like, as a first step?
1: I would say my very first advice would be to get out of your own head. Mm -hmm. You know, I think in the beginning, I thought everybody has a blog. What? Everybody's talking about lifestyle. But I think what was important for me to realize was like, yes, everybody's maybe doing that, but they're not gonna do it like you. And so get out of your head and believe that you can do whatever it is you say you want to do. I think that's the biggest hurdle that I think a lot of people, they just overthink it. They're like, <laughs> and they won't even take the first step because they're in their head and they're mm-hmm. like going around and thinking like, what would this person think? How would I do this? How Everybody's already doing it. So get out of your head and just do it, you know, um, figure out your steps and one by one go through whatever it is that you need to do to make it happen. I got out of my head because I was like, I'm going to talk to someone to plan a party. In September 18th was the day I paid for it. I yeah. had I was like there is no backing out now. I had I was in deep and that was my first step. I literally found someone. I said the only way I'm I'm going to be committed to this, I need to plan something around it. And of course, it's very unconventional. You know, people aren't doing that, but I did.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like I'm get a party planner. I have to. I paid a down payment that day. Yes. And I was like, okay.
0: And that's so cool because I don't think that we celebrate ourselves enough. I mean, we have parties when we are engaged Mm -hmm. and get married and have babies, Mm -hmm. but we don't celebrate any of our other accomplishments in the same way. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that you did. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had a full on, I mean, it was like an engagement party or a wedding party. It really was that amount of planning and Mm -hmm. detail and, and the excitement and you guys dressed up and yeah, it was a full on thing. Mm -hmm. It was.
1: And Even in that, you know, it was like, should I do this? What people and I'm like, no, I I gotta do it, you know? Yeah. Um, because I knew what would light a fire under me, and so that that's that's what did it, and I've been on it ever since. But I had to get out of my own head and understand that there is space and room, and someone's gonna pull up to the table and someone's gonna listen.
0: Yes, yes, and I think you know. Just understanding too, not that what how you start is mm-hmm. not how it's going to be forever. Yeah. Like your website or your social or your pictures or whatever mm-hmm. it is, none of that is going to look the same. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. that's why you see so many people yes.
1: rebranding.
0: Yes. Some of the best brands, you're like, what? Yes. She did what?
1: And her brand was amazing. But how she started is not how she's ending and it might not be how she ends yeah you know it's like there's always room for so many different things um and I think too just to kind of piggyback off what you're saying you know social media makes it very hard for us to start things mm-hmm. because all we see is she launches and then you see her branded photos and then things happen yes everybody's like how does she do that but <laughs> in the background, they didn't know that she was trying to find a photographer and she was had to get this license and she had to apply for this and that. And so social media makes it hard because we only see the glory of what people and not like like not the background work. Definitely. That I think that's what I mean too by getting out of your head cuz like you know you'll get on social media and you see such and such bloggers just doing great or someone's grown on TikTok overnight and you're like mm-hmm. how did mm-hmm. she do that? But we don't know the person's story behind the brand.
0: And like you said, everyone does it different. Mm -hmm. So you could literally have the same businesses. There are businesses that are similar to mine Mm -hmm. um, in other countries and I follow. And we're so different. Yeah. And it's cool because I'm like, oh, my God, I could never like I wouldn't even know how to do it that way if I wanted to Mm -hmm. because it's just not my personality. It's not my style. But I love it. And Mm -hmm. so it's inspiring, and it's proof of concept. It proves that the need for community is everywhere. And, like, there's room for all of us. So when other people are doing it, it doesn't mean that you should look at it, well, they're already doing it. It should be like, well, if they're doing it and succeeding, then there's a market for it. I mean, I think about
1: it like makeup brands. Mm Mm-hmm. If the first makeup brand was the only brand that we ever used, there would be, we wouldn't have Fenty, Mm -hmm. MAC, like all these places are, they looked at what someone did and they were like, oh, I think I, I think I could probably do something different or it, or I can probably do a little bit better. Now Mm -hmm. let me try. And now we have all these brands to choose from. And I think that's the thing with clubs or blogs, you know, you find what you're looking for. You go and you go with that. And then sometimes you might find another group and you're like, you know what? Yes. I'm going to use this one for this. I'm going to use this one for this. I'm going to read her for this. And that's why we have so many different varieties of things. So,
0: yes, we have ambassadors in locations that are members of other social clubs. Yeah, So they're actually on our leadership team, but they're active members in other groups. And we always encourage that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's room for all of us. We all do it different and there's yes, there's so much overlap, but we reach people in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're meeting a different need, mm-hmm. you're solving a different problem. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I love that that you say to get out of your own head mm-hmm. as step 1. Yeah. So is there anything you feel like we didn't cover today that you would like to talk about, you would like to share or shout out at all?
1: Yeah, I. One thing that just keeps sticking out to me is, you know, who whoever stumbles up across this um, podcast episode, if you don't have community, if you don't have someone that you're talking to or reaching out to or a support system, I think the Women's Social Club and things like this really get you out of your comfort zone and put you around women who are like you and not like you. And so don't be afraid to go outside of your comfort zone and be a part of something that could potentially change your life. I think that's what really got me out of my comfort zone is being around women who are different from me and seeing value in them and then Learning from them, too, to make me a better woman. And so I just want to encourage all the women, you know, if you're looking for something to tap into, you know, the Women's Social Club might be your place and to try it out. So,
0: Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you for being such a supporter of me Mm -hmm. and of our community and the women in our community. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to collaborate again. I'm sure we will soon. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Of course, anytime. Well, that was so much fun. You can find Kiara at thebananamoon.com or follow her on Instagram where she's at the moon blog. And a few ways to follow Women's Social Club. One, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Two, visit thewomenssocialclub.co and find the community that's closest to you. If there's nothing close to you, please let us know. And third, follow us on social media where you'll find video clips of this podcast as well as the Women's Social Club's events throughout the country. We're at Women's Social Club on both Instagram and TikTok and at The Women's Social Club on Facebook. This podcast is edited and produced by Earfluence. I'm Hannah Weisberg, and on behalf of everyone at The Women's Social Club, we can't wait to welcome you into our sisterhood. We'll see you again soon with the next episode.